This is Becky Schultz. I sat down with Frank Nornhausen, president of JLGA Industries, to get his insights on the overall trends in the rental market, as well as to get his outlook for the aerial industry and what lies ahead for the sector, as well as for JLG. Thank you, Frank, for joining me. So Frank, can you give me kind of your overview of what, how you feel that the rental market um, ended out in 2019? Do you feel that it was a positive year for the rental industry as a whole? Yeah, it, I mean, on a global basis, I think 2019 was, was a standout year for JLG. That was, number one, our 50th anniversary celebration year, um, right. which really marked a milestone in our, our company's history. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also uh, earmarked by record sales. It's a first year that that JLG breached four billion in sales uh, so overall great year with uh, all regions really firing do you see that being true for a lot of the other segments of the rental industry in general as a whole beyond the scope of JLG yeah well I think rental is just a healthy industry period okay um, I, I think it's going to continue to have organic growth um, what it does for construction or all segments that it serves is something that just continues to be valuable and so we see continued growth coming off of 2019 for rental but of course the rental industry is probably better better prepared to answer more detail about that but I right. think in general I think it's 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 healthy right and it seems like there is a trend according to what I've been hearing in um, contractors renting a lot more equipment now than they had in the past yeah and that goes that organic growth I think yeah. ARA I think ARA predicts five-ish percent okay. a year right. uh, going forward as it penetrates more segments in the market and it, it appears as though that'll that'll continue so looking ahead what uh, well really it's taking a step back um, what do you see see were the biggest um, impacts the biggest trends that affected the rental market um, in 2019 whether it's from JLG's perspective or the industry as a whole well I, I think for a healthy rental market you have to have healthy construction market of course I, I think the fundamentals uh, in the market were, were very positive whether it's in the industrial sector municipal sectors I think they're all um, all growing during that period so the right. foundation was, was good and a broad base um, and of course that translates to more equipment rental and more equipment sales so without mm -hmm. those fundamentals you're, you're not going to have a have a broad healthy industry right I agree and so looking ahead to 2020 and and perhaps beyond um, what do you see is happening in the market space right now I know that the ARA just came out with their forecast um, as you said mm. basically 5% annual growth or around that that mark um, what do you see as the things that are have the potential to impact that growth over the course of the next several months? Well, uh, back to the, the fundamentals, I, I think we're looking at a, a slight pause in 2020, uh, at least from our perspective, and I'm commenting specifically to the, the aerial market. All right. Um, we're seeing, uh, we're forecasting a, a modest decline in 20 over 2019, but influenced on a global basis. You know, mm -hmm. we, we see Europe with the challenges happening there. Right. Uh, 
um, Europe softening in 2020. Brexit is now through. That healing yeah. process can begin, but there's other other socio-political challenges in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, China, which is a um, large growth area for us, is taking a short-term step back with coronavirus and all right. that, that complicates that. But then in North America, I think, is really proving to be a resilient market. I think there's still a lot of good fundamentals that are that are that are taking place here. There's good industrial spend across all these mm -hmm. verticals. Um, the home market is t sitting at a healthy residential, a healthy 1.6 million. So right. it feels like North America is actually a little stronger than we had anticipated coming into 2020. Okay. It's good news, but overall, we're still seeing a little bit of a of a. A modest downturn in in 20. Fair enough. Um, so, what do you see as some of the the bigger trends that we might see in the rental space? Do you anticipate there are, for example, is it technology that's going to be the biggest factor going into 2020 as we, we progress yeah. further, or do you see other trends in rental, the rental sector that we should be watching for? Yeah. Well, I I think overall, when you look at the construction space, where a lot of our equipment goals obviously they're um, probably some of the, the lowest gains in productivity happen in construction market than any other major major industry so to the extent that we can develop products that improve the productivity of the worker on the job site which really brings the lens to the user um, with those products we can then grow more in rental because we've now produced products that can indeed help that end, end user. Right. So that's what really we're, we're focused on. Okay. Um, we'll see that, some examples of that at Con Expo. Um, not incremental changes in products, but step change innovations to really address that issue that we see from users on job sites. It's, it's going to be an exciting show for us. I, I look forward to that. And looking, drilling down actually more to the aerial industry, um, can you talk about what, how the, the market shaped up in 2019 and what were some of the biggest things you saw in the lift equipment sector that, that have impacted um, the general market space? Well, I, again, with strong fundamentals, I think right. we saw fleet growth, you know, mm -hmm. that drives fleet revenue. I think what we're going to see shifting in 2020 is, again, this, this modest downturn, there won't be so much growth, but our customers are sophisticated fleet managers, and, and they will buy what they need to keep those fleets healthy. But the shift we're going to see coming is going to be more towards a tailwind coming in replacement demand. Really? Um, and we're moving through that bubble of 2009 and 10, 11, where we had relatively small sales of aerials into the market space mm -hmm. and moving into much larger years that are going to be coming up okay. for replacement. So we, we see that potential shift. That's a positive in right. amongst all the other unknowns that are coming in the next year. It's an sure. election year. We've got all these different things happening. But I, I think the general thrust is towards improvement coming out of 2020 okay. with replacement becoming a tailwind. Of course, there's always a growth element in there. You can't grow 5% a year without adding equipment uh, of some kind to your, mm -hmm. to your fleet. So there's going to be a good combination with which we think oversized towards the replacement. Okay, good. that's certainly something to keep an eye on. I think yeah. that's going to be interesting yeah. to see how that shakes out for sure. And apparently there's a trend 
not so much to larger or higher heights, but in the other direction. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah I'd love to. And, and you're absolutely right. I, I think when you think of booms and aerials, you automatically think of going higher right. in the air. And, and we're certainly guilty of that. You know, mm. with, with a 185-foot boom, we, we've, uh, we play in that space. But where we think there's an underserved need in the aerial industry is actually under six meters. Okay. There's, there's a lot of um, uh, unnecessary injury that takes place uh, with the use of ladders. And I think all of us have seen someone standing on the top, no step, reaching through a grid to do some work on ducting. You know, we've seen that as, as dangerous. We want to stop that from happening. So okay. one of the right. one of the trends that may not be so apparent in the aerial industry is low-level access machines that can provide safe access for workers below six meters and. We've made investments in that. It started with the uh, acquisition of a small company in the UK called Power Towers. And we're expanding on the, on that base in North America and elsewhere around the world. And we think, again, to the point of creating more safe, productive job site, it's also an opportunity for our rental customers to expand that within their uh, product portfolio categories. And it's a growth opportunity for JLG at the same time. So we're ex excited about low-level low access. It's, it's really in its nascent uh, period, but um, we see good opportunity for it in the future. Excellent. So when you're talking low-level access, what types of product categories fall into that for yeah. JLG? Absolutely. So it, there's a number of them, and it depends on the on the application. Right. Um, but it'll be one or two-man devices. We have uh, products like LiftPod that are based on mobility. They'll disassemble in three pieces. You can throw them in a van, take them somewhere. Uh, other devices have no electric, no hydraulics. Uh, they'll stay on job site, and they use stored kinetic power to raise an individual up. All right. Um, so it really is more purpose fit for the work at hand and the height they need to go. But again, all designed in that specialty six meter and under space. Right, and, and basically eliminating the, the potential risk that a ladder has, but also offering more accessibility and versatility, I would assume, as well. I think anybody that's stood on the next top rung of a ladder and had a drill in one hand trying to work with the other and it's wobbling would really appreciate working out of one of these whole level access products. I it really no gives doubt. you a sense of confidence to focus on your job, get it done right. Um, what about the aerial industry in terms of the advancements that have taken place? Obviously, there was a, were a lot of changes in the market space because of the, the upcoming ANSI standards, which I understand could potentially be delayed again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in anticipation of that, a lot of um, there were a lot of changes that have taken place in right. design mm -hmm. and uh, product offerings. Can you talk about that a bit? Sure. Well, there's a lot of those changes you can see in our booth and another booth within the show but right I think um, the load sensing is probably one of the biggest biggest pieces um, with the understanding that now rated loads will be held uh, through technology uh, that developed a new series of booms and the high capacity booms so mm -hmm. um, users could still take the loads that they need to perform their job with a different design machine so that that was significant um, overall I think the responsible companies like JLG have responded already to ANSI regardless of the 
bureaucratic uh, procedural snarls that they find right. themselves embroiled in right now, I think responsible companies uh, with with large manufacturing bases have already converted to ANSI, regardless of the implementation date and its movement. Right. Uh, so we hope they uh, they figure that out and officially launch that. Uh, that regulation because most of the industry is already prepared and adapting to it ahead of it. Yes, and I think it brings the standards up to a more modern level that reflect what's happening in the industry. Right. right. It, it's very consistent with the CE type standards, yeah. something with the, the global players are all familiar with already. Exactly. So what about other trends that have taken place in 2019 and you see moving into 2020? Are there other um, trends in terms of either technology or design or, or things that the aerial, the, the rental operations should be kind of keeping an eye on? Out as they look towards uh, new products for their fleets yeah, in the future. I, I, I think, uh, I, maybe I'll just touch on this again, but the trend we're really trying to address is that need to advance the productivity gains within the construction worksite. And so okay. the trend in our thinking is more towards step change innovation that, that will address that. Okay. Um, so what to look out for would be products coming out at Con Expo that address that, that challenge in our industry and I think offer opportunity for our rental customers, the users of our equipment, basically the, the it'll help advance the industry, I believe. Excellent. I think one of the things that um, a lot of people struggle with is, okay, we have these, these um, new products that are coming out onto the market that have a lot of benefits, but especially for a price-sensitive rental market, what are the, the potential opportunities going forward for them to be investing in products such as the, 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 those that are being offered by JLG mm -hmm. um, in here at the ARA show, at Con Expo? What kind of opportunities they, might they have if they are willing to take that next step? Well, number one, I hate to focus on price. Certainly. The industry yeah. is a healthy industry. Mm -hmm. it, it's an adopter of new technology. There's a breadth of opportunity to improve pricing based on what sort of value products we can bring to the market. Sure. And that's really what, what we're focused on. Okay. We, we don't want and won't be the low price, low cost leader in this industry because it's healthy. We think it's our position as leader in the marketplace to advance technology to the point that lifts the tide lifts all boats. That we can okay. we can advance the productivity of workers on job site. We can give opportunities to our, our customers to to improve their ROI on these machines as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we're focused on. That that's okay. the trend. That's the next big thing in in aerial. Mm. Looking ahead, we're seeing a lot of talk about electrification and the automation of equipment. How does that fit into the aerial industry, the, the mobile elevating work platforms? No, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and they're not necessarily two separate questions. Electrification, okay. automation can kind of blend blend together. Right. Um, we're, we're, I think, uniquely in a good situation to address both those over time because as part of a larger company, we have work going on in other segments, in the defense segments and other fire uh, apparatus segments that we can borrow certain components. Uh -huh. But I think the real 
strategy here needs to be, I mentioned moments of autonomy. Um, if we get too far ahead of our skis and look at fully autonomous machines to work on this idealistic job site of the future, we may miss out on good, solid improvements by introducing moments of autonomy into the, into the marketplace. We talked about mobile control. That's really a moment, right? It's not a, it's not a level five autonomous machine, but it's a step in that direction that's digestible by, uh, by the, the user on, on the floor. And as we get more comfortable with these types of control mechanisms, we can expand their use and get mm -hmm. to that point where we have autonomous machines. We have machines right now that will follow you around and do all those things. We, we understand LiDAR and we can do all that sort of thing. Right. How much is acceptable by the industry right now and they can monetize in the industry is a whole different thing. So using moments for advancement I think is the right way to go. Okay. Electrification really enables some of that. Um, we think there's perhaps an opportunity for the safest place uh, in an aerial machine that could possibly be on the ground. Um, using a machine as a, in a, a semi-autonomous fashion for the work at hand. Right. Electrification can bring about um, fidelity in movement that allows a boom to react, say, like a large robotic arm. Okay. Uh, where hydraulics may not have that level of fidelity. Sure. So there, there's some interesting convergence between electrification and autonomy uh, as an enabler or facilitator of one another as we move in the future. But I think we'll take it, we'll eat that elephant one, one bite at a time, and I, and I think that's, that's the way the, the industry can absorb it as well. I think that there are some interesting times ahead for the yeah, industry, for I sure. I would agree. Well, thank you, Frank, for joining me. I okay. think this has been very informative, and I, I appreciate you taking the time. It was a pleasure. Thank you.